This is Megan McGee, and you're listening to Uncork. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Uncork. I'm so excited to be here with you guys again this week. I have a special guest with me. Uh, who are you? <laughs> All my guests always look at me like, am I supposed to talk? <laughs> I am Charmaine. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> Charmaine is a, a very special guest, and I'm really excited to be to have her on the show and talk about her platform. Um, this is another regular episode. I know you guys aren't used to those because we've been doing a lot of stuff lately, but um, yeah, we're back. We're back to the old grind, normal, uncorked. I actually have a ton of news today, informative news, which I someone commented in my anonymous survey that that wasn't all the case, but never fear. Today, we have a lot of stuff, um, including all of the 2020 public holidays. The calendar is finally out. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. girl, I took a look at it. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Let's start making these plans. I was okay? like, let's, let's start off with that. Let's see. Uh, New Year's Day. We get New Year's Day. It's holiday. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Oh, no, Wednesday. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to rejoice. Yeah. I'm going to rejoice. There's, there's going to be a whole lot of people taking Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off, I suspect, including myself. Hey, but they better be careful if their job doesn't pay for them to be able to take off. The, my school is that way. If you take off the day before be your like, holiday, you're not getting paid for that holiday. I'm going to be like, so. well, oh, well. Uh, Spring Festival, uh, January 24th through the 30th, a total of seven days this year. I, I feel like it was so longer before. To be honest, like, I really think that's just the standard because I have two whole weeks off and then I have another friend that has a whole month off. I mean, I've never had less than just one week, but I think, like, one week is the standard. My school is just one week. Just one week? I already told them. I don't know. I don't think that's going to be my thing, but, (laughs) you know, you know, Uh, but there are makeup days for that. So January 19th is a Sunday. Mm, mm, Mm. mm, mm. Our school does not do makeup days. Yes. Wow. I'm so excited about that. And February 1st is a Saturday. You know, I actually, working at a kindergarten, I don't mind the Sundays, but mm-hmm. the Saturdays kill me because it's like working six days straight. And it's just. Ugh. I mean, either way, you're still working six days. I know, but like when you work the Sunday, it's like you get the Saturday off. So it's like you get to rest just a little bit. But the Saturday, it's like you just got to keep going. And I'm like, when Friday hits, I'm tired. I want to go to bed, but I got to wake up at 8 a.m. on Saturday and go back to work. No. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I see. I mean, either way, like, you just got to push through it. I mean, so I just kind of feel like if we're going to do the makeup days, then, like, why, why? can't... Just just go, go, just not have the holiday to be so long. Especially when the <laughs> no, holiday like... is on, like, a Monday. I'm yeah. Like, no, I don't want to... I don't need to be off on Monday. I would rather be off on Saturday. I would honestly, like... Hey, but you know what? I'm not going to complain because if I was in America, as I am a U.S. citizen, if I was in America, I would not be getting any consecutive days off as a national holiday, true. period. You know, all of our holidays are one day, so. Um, Tomb Sweeping Day is April 4th through April 6th, so we get three days off. Uh, Labor Day is May 1st through the 5th, five days. Wait, is it five days this year? Five like days. Last year, well, okay, well, last it still year, is this it year. Days? I mean, next year. So it was no. We only got one day off. Oh. Like, what, what is it? What day is the first? Oh, you know, mm. Mm, the joy of living abroad. I tell you, I don't know. And those we have two makeup days for that: April twenty sixth, Sunday, and May 9th, Saturday. Oh, oh, 
Labor Day is May 1st. That's a Friday. Yes. Hey, it's like the whole week going in. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty right. good. We winning in 2020. That's yes. pretty good. Dragon Ball Festival, holidays June 25th to June 27th. Three days. Work days June 28th, a Sunday. So many Sunday makeup days this year. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, National Day and Mid-Autumn Festival. So this year they are together. So unfortunately, October 1st to October 8th, a total of eight days. National Holiday is a little short this year. Mm. No, it's longer. National Holiday is a whole week. We just get like an extra uh, the week before. We got 10 days. No, like it's a week. Well, I've always gotten a whole week off. But... I mean, the only disadvantage to that is that I always look forward to having that one random day off, and then I'm like, oh, man, guess what? In a couple of weeks, I'll get a whole week off. But yeah. it's fine. I mean, it just makes it longer, whatever. And for that, we have to work September 27th and October 10th. So, mm. that calendar's out, y'all. Just wanted, we wanted to, I wanted to announce that right away, so y'all just, just click pause on this podcast, go get on a Skyscanner, book some flights. Need to get up out of this cold weather because, you know, just start booking, start booking. Yes. You know, just, so you don't be broke yeah. and be coming back talking about, <laughs> I don't have any rent money. Exactly. You've been on about the holidays all this time? Come on now. Exactly. I happened to be on uh, Smart Shanghai this morning and the first thing I saw, <laughs> we actually just went to Hot Pot together. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> Like, it was terrible. Like that. What is it? It was terrible, y'all. I ain't never seen Don't so much cumin like in the hot. No, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Megan tried to order some cola, some cola. They didn't oh, have nobody's cola. Anyway, it was terrible. I was like, this. It was terrible. Mm-mm. Okay, but she trying to say something. It was the, terrible. Just one more time. It was terrible. They got some frog hot pot over here. How do you feel about frogs? Listen, all I want to do, like, with the frog is, like, I want to pour the salt on it and watch the legs jump, <laughs> you know, like they show on YouTube. <laughs> have you tried frogs? I actually have tried frogs. I think it's decent. Like, it's not bad. They, there's actually some people I worked with my very first year here. They would order this frog leg soup. I mean, like, it was bon- It did taste good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't trying to eat frog legs I like that. Frog, it's just really, like, it's just- this is some tough chicken. That's what it tastes like to me. It's yeah. A tough. It's a little tough, but it was good. So there's a frog hot pot out here on um, Ding Shi Lu. Popping. People out here wait 90 minutes to get some frog hot pot. How did you find out about this? I was Marshall High. You know, they post all the most valuable news and they leave almost no information about it, but it's okay. <laughs> Shout out to those writers. <laughs> I just want to see the frog legs dance. I they, just want to see them dance. I don't like, know. They didn't have any pictures out there, but I was like, hmm, if it's if people are waiting ninety minutes, maybe we should check it out. Uh, that's on uh, Guan. Jilao Guan, I think that's the name of the place. So mm. check that out. Get you some frog, some frog hot pot. It's cold out here. You need you need to go get your hot pot. I would you know I would recommend that place we went to. You know from now on I'm gonna stick to Heidi Lao, but. Heidi Lau is where it's at. Yes. They'll be rolling out the red carpet for foreigners. So. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to stick to it. I was like, y'all ain't got no noodle show. Y'all sauce bar is terrible. Like, I mean, come on now. You know, when you go to Hot Pot, it's all about the sauces. You know what I mean? And their <laughs> sauce bar, I was like, you know what? What are y'all doing? Y'all got six and a half sauces out here. Like, come on now. They, did, they didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot. That, that place was a little, a little lacking, but... Other new things, if, you, if you're someone who likes to go to Hot Pot or different places around town and you're like, there's too much meat, you know, Wagga's, Baker and Spice, Funkin' Kale, and uh, Locale, 
that whole, you know, they're all owned by the same people. They're rolling out some Omni pork. What is Omni pork? Omni pork. It's a, okay, I don't know what it's made out of. I think it's like bean curd, mushroom, and mixed with some other stuff. Um, I'd be lying if I said I read all the ingredients. I was just like, oh, fake meat. Cool. <laughs> Another option for people. But yeah, they're rolling that out. And, um, you know, China, they actually have a, a variety of fake meat already. Like different types of species. Yes, I did and, see an article about yeah, that. Like the... It is becoming very trendy. So the next few years, 2020, probably seeing a lot more vegan options for people. So look out for that. Because, um, you know, Waggis is a really popular franchise. So, and Baker and Spice, they have the best gluten-free nut seed bread, hey. So, they have a lot of healthy options. So. Listen, that pesto wrap at Wagas. The pesto chicken? Yes, that, that pesto ooh, chicken wrap? Ooh. Girl. No, oh, but the wrap. Girl, if you have mm. that wrap. Yeah. I mean, but you vegan people, y'all don't eat that, but this, this good. You Listen. Know? But y'all get your Omni pork, because it, it seems really interesting, and I'm glad that, you know, that being, um... What's it called? Uh, inclusive. Getting getting the vegans together. So there you go. Yes, go vegans. Um. Woo. So now you know I finally, I finally did it, you guys. I got you guys some more stories. It's, it's been a minute since I had me a good, interesting story. But girl, I was scrolling, 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 and I, you know, I don't usually like I follow a lot of different Chinese. Like I, I guess you could call them gossip. I guess it because it's like foolishness. So I call them like gossip mm-hmm. uh, things. You know, they're not very informational. They just provide weird articles. So I came across this one. The title of this article is, She pretended to be her friend's boyfriend for eight years. Stop. And now. Stop. Nope. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) I read this. I was reading this during nap time, and I was, like, howling. My kids were like, go to sleep. (laughs) Come on now. For eight years? How you pretending for eight years? This is a mess. Like, the first comment was like, this needs to turn into a, uh, a TV show. And I was like, I agree. I feel like it would be good. So. That is like Catfish Unleashed right there. <laughs> that is like the platinum version of Catfish. Like, what are you doing that you're pretending? First of all, do you have a job? Like, what is your day job? Girl, like, <laughs> she got her for, let, let's start to get it. Okay. Okay. So, on October 21st. They said a young woman, you know, she went into a police station to report an unusual case. You know, she was crying, she was she was hopeless and crying hysterically, and she was telling them about her boyfriend, okay? He works as a sailor, so okay. she never sees him, okay? He works on a ship, um, and he said that he had fallen ill and he needed urgent medical assistance, okay? And he required a significant amount of money, of course, right? Okay, and as it turns out, they said this wasn't the first time that this young man called A Thing or A Thong had reportedly been ill. This wasn't the first time he had told her this. They connected eight years ago. He has not been home in those in the last five years. But E held on to their romance. She was like, you know, I'm gonna stick this out. You know, I bathed that sea. You know, he he's a new, uh, you know, the new sailor out here in these streets. I'm, I'm gonna stick with him. You know, he might be Jack Dawson for all we know. You know, so she. <laughs> they continue. She continued supporting him financially and emotionally, emotionally and financially. financially. Yes, financially. Yes. Um, Does she get you know like in the U.S. how when we send something we can send it certified and somebody has to sign <laughs> for it? Like I mean, come on. Like I mean, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let me focus. Let me focus. So, 
Okay, she's telling the police officers this on October 21st. So a month ago, a song he told EE that he finally received permission to come back home. Okay, so he was like, we're going to start our life together now, babe. This is smooth. You know, this, you hold up. I'm trying to let you finish. But based off of what I've heard so far, this person need a reward. This person need an Oscar. They need an Academy Award. They need... Girl. This- what, what did Bruce Jenner get? <laughs> Bruce Jenner got the, the woman of the year. <laughs> this girl is trifling. Listen okay, to this. Okay, okay. She said, despite being away from one another, he asked her to be to marry him on his WeChat moments. See, I don't know what this new generation is doing, but he, so on the WeChat moments. Like, WeChat but what if she didn't check it? Of course, you check it. Like she, he, he, maybe he tagged her in the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, everything seems to be going in the right direction for EE. Um, but as she, she at the police station, she shared this moment with the police officers, and they were rightfully suspicious because it just says, "My sweetheart, would you marry me?" And it's just a picture of hearts. They look like she, they could have got this out of a magazine. I don't know. Um, of course, EE has received no proof that Afong has been ill. Zero proof. Um, several start parts of her story don't make sense. Okay, and they they've detailed they've numbered the parts. One, she says that she has been told he was sick due to poor signal on the boat. He's sick. Because no, 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 no. Sorry. Just they said different parts of the story don't make sense. This is number one. She said that she can't really get in good contact with him because of poor signal on the boat. And he's been unable to make phone calls. Uh, he can only use WeChat messages to communicate. Only WeChat messages. So I have a question. Like, what kind of sailor is he? Is this like, you know, Child. for the military? Or is he like, he running his own operation? <laughs> like, what kind of slip shot operation is this? And they said strict rules also prohibited voice and video calls. Or so she was told. I'm like, ma'am... <laughs> You know, I ain't even going to be mad because I got some friends that got got like this. And I was sitting up there like, listen, listen. No, she's like, (laughs) the police officers were thinking, well, however, while it is true that not all boats can receive good enough signal while at sea, many of them are equipped with Wi-Fi. Those that don't have access to Wi-Fi can also use satellite phones. That's what I was thinking, a satellite phone. Yeah. Call Bay in five years on a satellite phone. Come on, we got too many apps for this. Okay, and number two. In their first three years of dating, Afon claimed to have had um, esophageal cancer. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Esophageal cancer. I don't know why I'm doing this. That's not. Why you touch it? Anybody can see you touch <laughs> I'm like, your neck. Touching my neck and that's Like it's gonna make you say it right. Like if you crush your neck, okay. But... So he had esophageal cancer and heart attacks, which supposedly brought a lot of financial burden on him. Ee asked her parents to borrow two hundred and twenty thousand. 100,000 RMB to help cover his medical bills. 220,000. 220,000. <laughs> what? No, no, 220,000. <laughs> 220,000. <laughs> That's like, what's how you going to be in 90210? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm trying to keep up with the story. It's a lot going Oh my on. God. Wait a minute, but who, like, first of all, how do you have the audacity to ask for that kind of money and I've never seen your face? Like, what are people doing these days? I don't understand. No, it gets crazier. Over their eight years together, EE spent nearly 500000 for Avon. 
500,000. I'm trying to have me a friend like E.E. <laughs> Y'all, phone. where she at? If E.E., e. if you are listening right now, or A-Phone, she A-Phone, A-Phone. She don't got no money for her phone bill now. <laughs> anyway. A phone, if you are listening. No, it's E E. Excuse me, E E E. If you are listening right now, I would love to be your friend. Okay? Throw me a thousand thousand, please. Yeah, give a couple hundred this way, you know? No, and then it gets even better. A phone told E E that he wasn't able to talk after he had had his surgery to treat his esophageal cancer and that they wouldn't be able to speak on the phone. Even though they haven't spoken on the phone at all, ever. Quick told her, now, I just can't talk at all. So, only messaging. None of this mm. added up, but the officers continued listening to see how far the story would go. Number three. As it turns out, Afong is in fact real. Okay. But he lives in Shanghai and was never sick. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Afong. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? <laughs> I will take sick. you to Hot Pot. I will. How did you do this? for? A- okay. Hey, Fong, I'm... this is a stellar performance. It's I'm telling you, talk about red carpet. Yes. After hearing her story, <laughs> a quick search by the police led them to the boyfriend, so-called boyfriend, who was questioned about this whole story. He recalls meeting a girl named E.E. eight years ago, introduced by their mutual friend. He had asked her out on a date, but he was told that she was sick, so they never ended up meeting. They never met. Oh, and they said how similar. So it's interesting. A Fox told the officers that he would often send photos of EE via. He would often receive photos of EE via text messages, and they would also send selfies of his back to her. Didn't take long before the officers realized that both EE and A Fox have been playing this entire time. Have been playing. This article got grammatical errors. That's why I'm sounding like I can't talk, but it's not me, y'all. It's not me. (laughs) They the entire time it was somebody else. The investigation revealed it was Xiao Li, Xiao Lei, who was Ee's best friend as well as Afong's classmate. She's the one who introduced them eight years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but they broke up after shortly after meeting due to personal reasons, and Ee felt very sad. To console her, Xiao Lei pretended to be Afong, Xiao, and she changed his phone number and began messaging her to appease her, to be like, you know, oh girl. You know, it's okay. And then she pretended to be Afong so she wouldn't be sad no more. After a short while, Afong, the real one, came to Chalet to ask her how E had been doing and whether she had found a new boyfriend. And what did she say, of course? Yes. If you have a friend like this in your life, <laughs> you need to rethink why you have this friend. What is it about you that's allowing you to have this kind of friend in your life? The, the friend, she continued to her scheme and went on to message both of them separately for over two years pretending to be Afong when texting E and vice versa. By the end of 2013, this friend she had over 40,000 to 300,000 wait, that's a big that's a big difference. She had 40,000 to 300,000 in debt. Oh no, her debt her loan had skyrocketed from 40,000 to 300,000. That's why she started playing E. Because she knew she was in her the money. Dang. They even got a blur picture of her on here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And because of this fraud, EE now has 200,000 in loans. EE doesn't have a stable job to pay. 
and her social network is very limited. I mean, how's she gonna pay her phone bill? <laughs> Even if she will occasionally work, she works in, at the same place as other girl works, so she, they don't have no money. And this story went from when they were the age of 24 to 32. And this part really killed me. E.E. had lost eight years of her youth and enormous amounts of money in the process. <laughs> you lost eight years of your youth, first of all. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> your youth is like, I mean, wouldn't we agree that's like, you know, before 20? <laughs> like, listen, like your youth is like your teenage, your teenage years, right? And then in your 20s, that's that, okay, I'm doing wrong, but I'm young enough to still do it again, I you know. know. That killed me. But like. I was dead. How did this craziness last from your 20s to your 30s? <laughs> 24 to 32, girl. I'd be like, can you send me the receipt? <laughs> like, I still am trying to figure out what use did she lose? Did she get older? Like, Okay, well, obviously by her year she got older, but I'm like, did she age? I am tired. I can't. Like, this story is crazy. E.E. girl, I hope you find some new friends. I really do. And, you know, I hope you're doing better, girl, because this is just ridiculous. Listen, I think the lesson to be learned in this is because I done had some friends go through this. And the lesson to be learned is if you are going to date somebody that you've never met before, there's got to be some policies in place. Like, you got to do a video chat, and there's got to be a cap on. Because I talk to a dude like that. Okay, listen. <laughs> I feel like I got to... Can I tell the story? Go ahead, girl. Okay, all right. <laughs> so there is this dude, because, like, I have an issue with... um with online dating and stuff like that. And the reason why is because I've learned after all these experiences is that I'm an in-person person. person. Mm -hmm. Like I need to be able to see your body language, the tartar on your teeth. Okay. Let me not tell the story right now. But anyways, I need to be able to see like all these things about you, (laughs) you know, so that I can, so we can know up front, like who we're dealing with. So I'm working at this company and there's a guy that used to work at my company, but he worked in Texas. Like Mm -hmm. we used to work for the same location and everything at, um, in Oklahoma. And then, you know, he had relocated to Texas. We're still working for the same company. So being that he worked with all the guys that I worked with, I trusted what they told me about him. So that made me a little bit more okay to talk to him. He went back and forth. It wasn't no EE and a phone business, but he went back and forth. And here's the thing. When he would send me a picture, he would show me his big old bicep, but his phone would be covering up his face. And I'm like, something wrong with your face. (laughs) (laughs) Something wrong with your face. It's just like when you take a fat picture, People know when they are like, you know, not so secure about their body. Like, you know, they only, they take it in certain angles and it stopped like right below the chest, whether you're male or female. Like, I mean, that's what you be doing. You don't be taking full body pictures, you know? So anyway, so I'm like, all right, cool, cool, whatever. I see you trying to hide your face. But then like, you know, so we go back and forth, back and forth. And one day he decided to show up at my location because his daddy died. So he showed up at my location because we li- we're from like the same area. So he showed up at my job and girl, when I saw him, I was like, why you look like a pregnant dolphin? <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, I was so mad because I was like, he was trying to, and I mean, I mean, shoot, I'm telling you, okay, like, I was extra cut then, like, I was super slim, like, not mm-hmm. that, you know, I ain't that far from where I am now, but still, <laughs> like, I was, I like, I had it going on, but I mean, I'm not that kind of person that's going to be like, okay, I look better than you, nothing like that, but mm-hmm. the guy was, um, you know, trying to make it seem like, like, I wasn't fine, and I'm like, why you gotta make it seem like that? Like, I mean, I'm not talking about your body or anything. But that's what you do when you're insecure. Exactly. 
So, girl, I'm serious. He came around the corner, and I'm telling you, dude had a straight bowling ball gut. He looked like... <laughs> I was like, you. he was a walking pregnant dolphin. And then, like, the skyline in Oklahoma City, like, you know, all the buildings are short. There's only one tall building. It's the Devon Tower. And when I looked at his bottom teeth, he was representing the Oklahoma City skyline. I was like, why you got one tooth? One, two. That's just as tall as the Devon Tower. I don't understand. So and then I can't. When I look at his teeth, I was like, "Have you been eating cheese?" Because I'm gonna tell you, I have never seen tartar until that day in my life. I did not know what that yellow stuff was on his teeth. I was like, I can't. I can't. Like never again. Never again. These catfishes today, I just can't. Like. <laughs> Between you and EE, I can't. People need to get it together. Like it's just it's a hot mess. So if you guys are in Shanghai, just know there's too many options to be out here. Thank get you. Proposed to on your WeChat moment, Snow Girl. Put your phone down. Go out there to the bar, meet people. Come on, found one five eight. Come on now. Go to a cafe, you know, talk yes. to people. So all these WeChat groups and meetups, like, don't do this. Don't be these people. Uh, but yeah, that's all the news I got for y'all today. Um, got a bunch of events coming up, but we'll talk about those a little bit later. And yeah, we'll be back in a sec with more about Charmaine. Bye. Okay, we're back. As I mentioned earlier, well, as you guys heard, obviously, I'm here with my lovely guest, Charmaine, and she runs a pretty amazing community here called I Am Enough. Um, I actually heard about I Am Enough before I heard of you, but um, give us, give us, give us your backstory. How did you get here? What's, how, how'd you find your way into Shanghai? Oh my gosh, first of all, thank you for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> like, it's just something that I don't ever think about, you know? Like, sometimes people are like, here's my resume, this is what I've been doing, this is who I am, and I'm just like, I mean, ABC. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, I, how did I get to Shanghai? Well, I was raised in a very, very small town. And I graduated with 76 people. Wow. Yeah, 76 people. And when I would travel, I I would always keep my plane tickets because it was something I thought I would never do it again, being from small town. You know, it's very family-oriented. People go to school, they have babies, and they stay there. You know, nothing wrong with it. I had an amazing upbringing and some home training, some good home training. But, um... So once I got into my second professional job, like I was doing very well and just felt this itch that I needed to travel. I was also teaching, but I knew that I needed to do that overseas and I needed to see more of the world. I wanted to teach in a different kind of way. And so I started looking into teaching English as a second language and uh, applying my teaching skills to that. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, like, I mean, I was rolling up in China. I had never been (laughs) to China before at all. I was sitting in my apartment with everybody messaging me, talking about, aren't you moving to China? I was like, yeah. And they're like, so you want to move this furniture in your bed? I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, my cousin and my adopted sis, they came over with a whole bunch of friends, and they just moved all of my things, and I flew out. Wow. And what year was this? 
2015. Wow. Yeah. So you've been here a while. Yeah, I have been. This is almost year, year five. Yeah. I took a brief, you know, break back home. It was very short, but mm. basically, yeah. So when did I Am Enough start? I Am Enough started in March of... Oh, God, we smiling. Ain't nobody else got <laughs> I Am Enough got started. The inaugural uh, event was in March of this year. So March of 20... This is 2019. Yeah, March 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the platform is... It's taken off a lot because it's a pretty big group. That's what I... Like, I joined. I was like, wow, there's a lot of people in here. Like, And I, yeah. I see I Am Enough stuff a lot, so... Yeah, I mean, before that's... we jump into that, I was just, I, I just wanted to say that because I was just like that to be here that long and to have that kind of following is pretty amazing. But um, before before we jump into I am enough fully, um, like how has you been here for five years? Like how has how have the communities here evolved since you've been here so long? Like it's pretty. I'm sure you've been in a, a lot of them, like in and out of different things. Um, well, I guess it would just depend on, you know, which community you're talking about. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Shanghai, even though we're a melting pot for expats, it's still very much segregated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I first got here, um, I want to be very positive. But, you know, when I first got here, it just was, I think, you know, people were more accommodating and really trying to help you more and help you succeed. Like, people mm-hmm. seem to be more about uh, teamwork. And it just seems now uh, people are definitely more about self. Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely so much more, like, selfish ambition out there. And I think it is because in Shanghai, you can basically be almost anybody and do anything. And I will, and just to be redundant on purpose, you can be anybody. And so <clears throat> that kind of leads us, you know, it's kind of a really good segue to what we're about to talk about, but there's, you know, just such, you know, issues with people's identity here. I do understand that you have to be a certain type of person to be able to leave your home country and come out here. But at the same time, you know, people tend to be searching like this yeah. kind of environment attracts people who are searching and people who are seekers. They are seeking, you know, for something they're willing to try, you know, things new, but you can also, I don't. You know, you don't need an expert to tell you, like, when you put that all in this environment, then you tend to, it tends to breed, you know, insecurity and, you know, uh, self-identity issues and things like that. And so, you know, when somebody makes it here and they're like, oh my gosh, I got a whole bunch of likes or I had so many people support me. It's like they live off of just that instead of, Mm. okay, let's not just live in the moment. Let's, you know, like, uh, let's be something, you know, more than just Shanghai, you know? So that, that tends to be my mindset is to not be a local celebrity is to number one, make an impact in the community, but also to have an impact no matter where I am. And not yes. just gleaning off of the two things that make me somebody <laughs> here yeah. in Shanghai. And it, like you said, you can be anything you want in Shanghai. And just to kind of trail off to the side, I found that a lot of people not only trying to like be things like internally, but they're out here telling people that they can do a lot of things <laughs> that they are not qualified for. I would just like to point that out. <laughs> Listen, we ain't got time to talk about all that right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, y'all need to get it together. Like, I need to start seeing real portfolios because people are out here lying and scheming. Yes, I know. Mess. I know. It just baffles my mind. Like, I'm never like the person that's gonna be that's just gonna tell you all my secrets. You know, I'm just not that kind of person. However. Mm-hmm. 
Like when I can have somebody telling me that they do this and they do that till they're blue in the face. And then when I see the work you can do, I'm like, first of all, I did a PowerPoint better than this. Like my PowerPoint smashed what you did. And this is not me trying to be arrogant or anything. It's just like, really people can be anyone or anything here. And so sometimes like, like in this environment, we like elevate people and think, Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so great. And then when you see what they're doing, you're like, man, I could do that. Let me just go download the app right quick. (laughs) Click a few buttons. And I did that. I mean, I'm not going to speak that on anybody, but you know, I originally had someone like setting me up, like to do the podcast, like launching it on, um, the iTunes connect. Mm hmm. And child, they were launching me on a completely different website. And I was just like, that costs money. <laughs> and I was like, iTunes is free and it's the correct website. And it was a hot mess. But anywho, let's jump into I'm, I Am Enough. Like okay. this, you, you said like the inaugural thing happened this year. Like what, what was the catalyst for that? How did you guys first, how did you come up with a name? Okay. <clears throat> Oh man, pretty, this like, would be, uh, oh, it is, it is, it is, name. it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate that too. Cause I continue, you know, like sometimes when you're choosing something, you don't really know if it's the right thing, but you know, like you can feel it in your spirit. Um, I had somebody suggest to me actually to change the name, but I've heard nothing but positivity about the name. And, name. um, anyway, <clears throat> so how did this come about? Several, several years ago, many years ago, I had a vision board for, uh, for the way that I want to do creative arts, because this is also something I just don't tell people, but I write music. I've been writing music for probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've not produced any of it. Um, because I just want to produce it when I feel like yeah, it, but, time's right. um, <clears throat> I, and so I thought about, okay, when I go and perform this music, I want it to be performed in a way to where there are visual arts and we can actually see like what's going on, you know, in the song. I want, you know, to be able to play all the notes, you know, of the story, you know, not just focusing on the music. I want to be able to put on an actual show. So I had all these things on the board that had to do with my uh, talk show and, you know, my creative arts side, you know, what I wanted to do with the music and everything and how I wanted to tour. But at one point I got... I just lost sight of my voice and lost sight of my vision. And I got really angry and I tore up that poster and <laughs> my other vision board. I still have, I brought it here to China with me, but I tore up that poster cause I was so angry and just felt like, you know, when's it going to happen or anything like that. And I went to another storytelling event, which I thought was amazing. It was great. You know, um, it didn't seem to have, uh, Actually, you know, what I think, you know, it was, you know, it, you know, people were just having a good time, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, good stories, good time. And as I was sitting there and I am a believer in God. And as I was sitting there, I just heard God start talking to me about, you know, how much more effective would this be for people uh, if there is, you know, it's, you're able to motivate and inspire people. And so, and then God started to show me my vision board that I had. And I started seeing these images and I was like, okay. Even though like, I'm not at the point now to where I want, where I can execute in the way that I wanted, how can I make this happen? And how can I give the community what it needs? And so boom, I thought of it. I said a creative arts storytelling platform because everybody's story is different. I started performing when I was 14 and it took me three years to learn how to tell my story. I grew up with all white people. I never saw black people. I never saw black people or anything like that. Really just Mm -hmm. a few. And I, and so the type of stories that I saw, I learned how to tell it in their way. 
And even though like I wasn't necessarily searching to tell my story in the same way that black people would tell their story, it's just there was that struggle between, okay, we do have cultural differences in how we tell stories and okay, but I'm not exactly immersed with all black people. I am immersed with all white people, but that's not exactly my style. And it took me three years to learn how to tell my story. And through that process, I learned, you know, a lot of improv, a lot of humor, a lot of drama and how to put all of those things together at once. And so I started thinking, you know, well, people, when they tell their story, sometimes people tell their story uh, through spoken word. Sometimes people tell their story through interpreted, interpretive dance, improvisation, uh, poetry. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, we can keep on going. Narrative. Like, there are so many different ways that we tell our story. And so, thus, the creation of I Am Enough, a creative art storytelling platform that mm-hmm. uses, you know, a particular topic to alter the to alter the course of people's lives through storytelling Mm -hmm. because that's the most powerful thing in the world is telling stories. Everything we see is a story. Everything we do is a story. You go on WeChat moments and it's a story. It's a story, story, story. You get on Facebook, it's a story. Whatever you do, it's a story. You watch a movie, it's a story. You watch a commercial, it tells you a story. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's how it came about and the name, right? Yeah, the the name. name. Like, how did you guys... Or and, you, sorry. Uh, <laughs> also, the name is because at the at the time uh, when I was going through a really rough time in my life, I was staying with my friend Raquel, and I had told her, you know, hey, you know, you should listen to Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols is amazing because I had gone to her conference right before I moved to China, and uh, when she listened to Lisa Nichols, she had written so many different notes around her apartment and she posted different things that she said. And one of them that stuck out to me, stuck out to me, what she said was, I am enough. Hmm. And as I started to think about that, I was like, how many people really don't believe that? I mean, yeah. come on, like, look at what we're doing with social media. Do you, how many people ever really ask themselves, why do people need to see my food? Why do people need to know that I went to Thailand? Why do people need to know how my day went? You know what that really is? That's loneliness. That's people wanting attention. Like they want to talk, but Mm -hmm. we hide behind social media. We hide behind this mask that, you know, we've created just to show other people what we want them to see, but we're really craving for affection, attention, real relationships. And so I would say even, you know, the brand of I am enough, what I bring to my own brand is I am super random, which that Mm -hmm. goes along with my (laughs) videos, but, uh, I'm random, I'm real and I'm raw. Mm -hmm. So I like the authenticity of bringing random people together, real stories, raw emotion. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with that being said, it's just, you know, when people come to an event, they know that this is a safe place. I can take off my mask. I can take off, I can release my burdens here. I can listen to somebody else be open about what they're going through, what they've experienced. And it's not all, you know, super sad stuff or anything like that. Cause mm-hmm. I can only be serious for so long before I'm gonna crack a joke. <laughs> you know, just like I told you before, I got crazy gas right now. So if y'all was to I hear can't. something, like, <laughs> I please excuse me. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, I think that concludes the answer to, you know, where the name comes from. Oh, but also it's like subtle brain worship, (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be honest. It's because when you say, you know, hey, what is this? It's I am enough. What is I am enough? I am enough as a creative art storytelling platform. Oh, great. Does I am enough have it? And then you say it over and over and over. And when you say it enough times and you start to believe that you are actually enough Mm -hmm. and that's something that 
you have to be able to tell yourself, especially, yeah. you know, in this kind of environment, but in life in general, because mental health yeah. is so important. It is. And it, it's just a name that evokes a lot of conversation, I think. You know, like when I heard it, I was like, oh, what's that? Like that, you know, that it definitely sounds like something that promotes wellness and positivity. So, I mean, that goes right into the next question, um, which is, you know, just kind of bringing all of this together with a platform like this that just continues to grow. What do you hope that this that your platform has on Shanghai? Like what kind of, what kind impact, of impact would you like to leave here? Because you said like you could you kind of mentioned that you could take it anywhere. So maybe you won't be here you know, forever. Mm-hmm. But like, what, what kind of impact would you like your platform to leave on Shanghai? To leave on Shanghai is to know that there definitely is a place, you know, for you to be motivated and inspired and that place to where you come in and you, <sighs> okay, let me back up. I'm always better with stories. So there is this young lady that I'm currently, uh, she's helping me out with the platform. When she came in, she said uh, she was the only person from her country there. She was all by herself. And I had no idea what was going on in her life at the time. And so I did a roll call during one of the shows. And she was the only person representing from her country. <laughs> and as I continue to build a relationship and have been able to grow with her, to be able to know, and she has told me this personally, that you changed my life. You changed how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like what kind of award is that? Yeah. Like what kind of reward is that? Those are heart prints. And yeah. I do believe that I should know my own stuff. But I do believe like that's <laughs> one of the things it says in the description, you know, to create heart prints of change is to mm-hmm. be able to fossilize those kind of, ch- those kind of yeah. uh, heart prints on somebody's heart, you know, because mm-hmm. that's something that lasts forever. So that people know that, you know, when I came to Shanghai, I came to this event and this event changed my life. Another young lady that does uh, help me with the platform, she was telling me she went, you know, to other events and she went to, you know, other things just to try to uh, meet other people and to create a community. And she just said she felt like people weren't on her level and she just, Mm -hmm. she was having such a hard time connecting. And again, that people being real and taking off the mask. And so at the last event, she volunteered to help me uh, run the show. And right before the event, she told me that these are my people. And she looks forward, you know, to that every single time. It is, girl. I know, right? Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, like a lot of people, like I just spoke with someone last night and she was talking to me about how hard it is to kind of get out of these shallow, like, relationships with people, you know? Because she's like, I came into Shanghai and I was really, you know, I wanted to meet tons of people, but she's like, I felt like I just met them in the wrong place and I... I want to have deeper conversations, but these relationships are so shallow and she doesn't know where, you know, she can go to find them. And she was telling me like, oh, like, I'm happy I found you. But I just found her. I We met at like a networking event. Or no, I, I met her on WeChat. <laughs> Randomly met her on WeChat. Um, she's like the sweetest person. And I, I agree. I think that um, platforms like this, yours specifically, it's, it's, an inclusive place definitely because I've gone through the group so many different types of people mm. so many like there's absolutely like you definitely couldn't like put a label on the types of people that come to your events and it just seems like you know like I've told you like I every morning I like click on the I am enough and I just see such positive messages like there's never any negativity in the group you know and it's like waking up to that it's like oh you know like that's something that I look forward to clicking on you know when I log into WeChat because there's so many groups that I'm in mm-hmm. and so many like BS things like people posting crazy stuff 
And I'm just like, but that group specifically always light and positivity. So I'm sure that yeah. the events are like that. Yes. So, yeah. Like, um, you have an event coming up next Friday. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I'm really excited about it. Tell us what, what's the theme for that event? So actually, um, I had to combine this event because, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, the holidays are so crazy. So I made a scheduling mistake. And so I postponed that one until December 6th. And the two different topics, I'm putting these under one big topic called Dear Diary. And when we write in our diary, this one in particular is about uh, I am not my mistake and forgiveness. And forgiveness is directly beca- directly related because Christmas is just right there. Hmm. You know, Christmas tends to bring about, you know, a lot of positive memories, but also a lot of not so positive memories with family, friends, situations, things like that. And also, you know, sometimes we live our whole lives thinking that, you know, we made a mistake and yeah. we are our mistake, you know, over and over. And the holidays tend to remind us of those things. They do. They bring about a lot of nostalgia. Good oh, yeah. So, yeah. Because I can tell you right now, like, I haven't had a good Christmas in some years. Like, I haven't had a good Christmas since mm, a year before I moved to Shanghai. So, that was oh. about six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, um, and a lot of that, too, has to do with, you know, me having to work through that forgiveness as well. So even tying this back to, you know, the kind of impact, you know, having here is that we know that like this is such a transient place and you get a lot of, you know, transplants here. People come and people go. It's like at least, you know, with this being here and even going to other cities in China, with this being here, just knowing that people came and encountered, you know, this platform. I want people to encounter the platform and know that, you know what, I have a sense of self. I know who I am and at the very end of the day, I know that I am enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to entertain. And this is perfect. Like what you're talking about with the, um, with the relationships, you know, these surface relationships, mm-hmm. because I've gotten to the point now to where it's like, I don't need to entertain certain relationships to feel that I'm not lonely. I am enough. Yeah. When I come home and I may be by myself every day for maybe a week, two weeks, I am enough. Girl, I know well, that's I, right. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I am enough. I, I mean, that's, that's right. <laughs> I mean, you can start there personally. Now let's move on to relationships. I've never really dated since I've been in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Because I am enough. Like I'm not. You're not gonna have me coming out to meet you at these bars and you thinking I'm supposed to, you know, like, okay. I don't know if I can say this, but I'm saying it anyway. Just like the expectations have changed in the dating world. Like you're yeah. supposed to give oral sex like super yeah. soon. And it's like, <laughs> but you drop this Dorito on the floor and you're not even going to put it in your mouth. And you want me to put my genitals in your mouth. Like, are you serious? Like, listen, I was on Tinder because I wrote a book. And people... I'm so done. <laughs> Seriously. So like I wrote, I was writing this book. Well, I have written my book and I needed to add relationship experience because that was a part of, you know, my being black and China experience. Right. And so, um, I was like, okay, let me get on Tinder. Let me get, yeah, let me put myself out there and see how, how it goes, man, this brother, he was talking to me and talking, talking, talking. And then when he decided he wanted to meet, he was like, I think I should tell you that I'm not the person in my pictures. What are we doing? What, what are we doing with life? I'm not the person in my pictures. What does that mean? Girl, he was not the person in his pictures. He was like, I did these pictures as a favor. Then why do you have them on Tinder? Why do you what? have them on Tinder? But what? It, 
Exactly. So anyway, so I mean, it's those, because the thing is, is like when you really think about it, like people do get lonely here and people do want to have those relationships. And it has taken me being able to look myself in the mirror and say that I am enough. Yeah. Like I am fine. Like I don't need to entertain a relationship just to satisfy the norm or just to make myself feel like, okay, well, nothing's wrong with me. So let me, let me go ahead and have this relationship just to prove to myself that nothing's wrong with me. I don't need that. Yeah. And it takes a lot for you to get, you know, to that place. Yeah. So like you said, it's it's the norm for people to like, even like the, the, the ads and stuff, people like, Oh, all these single days. It's like, Oh, you have to come out so you won't be alone. Right. And And it's just like society. It's just like, Oh, you're alone on Friday night. You're, you know, you're not doing anything. You're by yourself. But what's wrong with that? I love, my, I love myself. I have fun by myself. I have any drama going out. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm great company. Like I, you know, right. but like people think it's always a negative thing. And I, that's something that I'm trying to work on by myself. Like, why do I feel guilty? Like staying in on Friday night. I worked hard. Ooh, I worked 40 hours. Let me share something. I'm tired. Like the, Why? The young lady that I spoke about first, that was the only person from her country, she mm-hmm. shared in the group recently about this book she's been reading. It's called, uh, they ha- you have a term called JOMO, Joy of Missing Out. Mm. Girl, it's like, you know, sometimes like, because to be honest, I'm going to be with you. I have not showed up to anybody's birthday party this year. It hasn't been anything personal. It's like sometimes I just need that time to myself, but I also... You know, I have joy of, you know, just being with myself. But also what people don't understand is that, okay, the Lord promises peace. Now it's up to you to protect that peace. Exactly. Okay. So if you want to have peace in your life, sometimes you don't have peace in your life because of the people that you tolerate, that you allow to be in your life. And that again, ties back into the name to where I have been in situations in my twenties and now into my thirties to where I've had to tell myself I am enough Mm -hmm. and I don't need this. Yeah. That's not to say that I wasn't perfect because that also says there's an issue with me Mm -hmm. when I was tolerating those kinds of things. And so I get to the point where I'm like, Oh, it's cool. I don't need to be out with everybody. Like, I mean, I'm glad emotional residue. That's a term like that I use in my book. It's like, that's something like I start to be very aware of is when I'm around certain people, what kind of emotional residue do you leave on me? Because yeah. there are some people that have wet emotions. Like mm-hmm. they go through stuff and I'll be coming out like I was just trying to say hello and I'm soaking wet just from yeah. trying to say hello to you. Like, why yeah. am I soaking wet? I did not sign up for the splash section. Yeah. No, I didn't sign up for nosebleed. What's going on? Yeah. And I, you know, lately, girl, I was like, I was busy and when people cancel on me, you know, I just say a silent prayer, amen, Jesus, because I just be, I'm happy. Like, that joy of being alone is a beautiful thing because people require a lot of energy, and when it's negative energy that they're giving you back, mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's not worth the exchange. And it's just, ugh. And unfortunately, in Shanghai, like, there's a lot of both. So, yeah. like, you have to really protect, you have to protect your peace, your space, mm-hmm. your energy. Ugh. And, ugh. But that's beautiful. I'm... I'm really excited. I hope everybody comes out next week. Um, the flyer, I will definitely post the flyer for the event and the Uncourt group moments. So you guys definitely check that out. Um, do you have any other upcoming events, Carmen? I do. I will give you the information on that because I will okay, have great. to be careful about the, okay, uh, the, the new year. Okay. But also I am looking to meet every other Tuesday. 
Mm-hmm. Starting, it would be two weeks from now. Maybe Iron just after. Meetings? Yes. Oh, yes. amazing. Yes. Okay, just having cool, you know cool, a community cool. based meeting where we can you know just sit down and get to know each other. Okay. And of course, you know there'll be some rhyme to the reason, mm-hmm. and uh, also some time to just you know socialize you know with other people, but to just create that safe place where we can actually meet face to face and you know not just you know at the event, uh, so we can actually you know, yeah, yeah talk and build relationships. Awesome. Okay, well, guys, look out for that. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Charmaine, for sharing your story, sharing more about I Am Enough. Um, Again, it's a really amazing, positive, uh, you know, like, wellness community in Shanghai. And I'm really happy that I discovered it. And I'm happy that, you know, I got to have you on the show to tell more people about it. back and this is my favorite portion of the show uncork it is time to uncork a long long week and i just feel like as it's getting colder the weeks just get longer yeah it's cold is dark in the morning i refuse to get out of my bed before the light shines through <laughs> i refuse and... I know that's right i woke up like i wake up at the same time every day but I woke up and was tripping. I was like, it's pitch black outside. It can't be the right time. I was like, "Uh uh-uh. No. So if you guys listened to the show before, Uncorked is just a time to talk about what made you want to uncork about a lot this week. You know, it's just, you know, made you want to, whether it's people on the metro or, you know, people not walking on the left side of the metro like they do in all the other parts of the world. Um, Or people, you know, bum rushing you when they get off the metro trying to get on i don't know whatever it may be well we've already talked about this but i will use this time to reiterate how much it really drives me insane when people people can't be direct if i ask you like hey do you have a problem with a b or c and you're like well, you know, the weather is lovely. Excuse me, that is not what I asked you. I'm asking, do you have a problem with it? Like, that's that stuff just drives me insane. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful by any means by, like, the actual situation, you know, that you and I discussed. But, like, I just can't stand, like, the lack of indirectness. And, like, when people yes. lie and they don't see it as lying, like, that is, that's an issue, like, for me. Everybody lies. Okay, okay it's there. It's, it's different when it's just blatant. And it's like, if I'm asking you the truth, then clearly I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Don't decide for me that I can't handle the truth. And if and then here's my other thing. The other side to that is that once you do tell me that, hey, I don't like the fact that you ate apples today. Okay, well, what would you like for me to eat? Well, I don't know. Don't come at me with that. Don't, 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 don't. You need to do have some, not. some constructive stuff. And then better. they say, okay, well, I didn't like the fact that you ate apples at noon. Okay, well, what's wrong with noon? Well, I just didn't like the fact that you ate apples at noon. Okay, well, I need you to tell me. Give me a reason. <laughs> if you don't have your own reasons, then I feel like you're full of BS, and I'm not trying to hear what you're talking about. I, I just can't. I can't deal with it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay, and then another thing. Like, when people are working, like, I can't stand the fact that people are like, oh, man, you make so much more money. You should work more. What do you mean? We're here for the same amount of time. You plan one thing. Um, like the, you know, it's always like the foreigner versus, like, you know, the English teacher versus, like, the non-native teacher. You know, and I'm just like, listen, we're here for a job, okay? 
when you are supposed to be working, you're not actually working. So mm-hmm. why are you getting mad when I ask you to do just 10 seconds of work? Like, why are we talking about pay? Like, I don't understand. Like, just let's just work. Okay? Yeah, it's work. just that simple. You're at work. Just do at work things. Yes. I can't. So, and then just also, too, like, socializing at work. Like, this is leading me to a third one. <laughs> People's lack of social cues. If I'm on the phone and you see that I'm on the phone, you see my lips are moving, okay? <laughs> I know y'all can't see my lips, but if you see that my lips are moving and you see that I got a cord that's running from my ear to my mouth and you come in here and try to have full-blown conversation with me, why? Why are you doing that? I'm clearly on the phone. Like, what are you doing? Why are you asking me 50 questions? I don't understand. Social cues. <laughs> or like you see that I'm working and you over here talking to me about 50 different things. Like, man. So like sometimes like when I go to work, I just like leave the lights off. <laughs> I really, I leave the lights off and I close the door. You so people, I know, girl. All right. Let me get off my soapbox. Well, <laughs> my first uncorked would definitely have to be about this weather. I'm tired and I feel like I'm tired because of this weather. Okay. On Friday. No, last week it started off like going a little bit into the cold. I was like, okay, cool. You know, we're getting, we're getting, it's getting a little chilly. Let me, let me bring out my sweaters. Okay, I brought out my coat. Cool. Okay. And then the next day, I was like, oh, you know, it's a little chilly, but the sun's out. Cool. You know, I'm right. like, you know, it's still, it's fall. It's not quite winter. Cool. Next day, Thursday and Friday, it was kind of hot. Came to school with my wool coat. I was like, oh, like. Girl, I know, sweating in the armpits and everything. Now I got to carry this coat home. You know, I was irritated. Then come Monday. Cold as all hell. And I'm just like, first of all, who does the weather think it is? Like, you, (laughs) how, like, you just, you want to be out here trying to play the newscasters? Is that what you want to do? You you want them to tell us one temperature and it's not the right temperature? Girl, because it for surely was not no 69 degrees on Monday. It was very cold. It felt no, like it was 42. I was just, this is Fahrenheit, you guys. I don't know about Celsius. No, we ain't know. never going to know Celsius. I don't know. Never going to know. I'm very hit. I'm sorry. But I was just accosted by cold. And I was very offended. I didn't appreciate it. Listen, I don't believe in taking DDs so I can save my money. <laughs> but when it was cold and rainy this week, I was like, boop, boop, boop. What Girl. is this driver's name? And what is the last four of the license plate? Because I'm not today. Not Yesterday, today. Mother Nature had the audacity. It was cold. It was raining. And it was windy. Yes. I was like, oh. you really mad today? You really mad today? I didn't even understand the DD struggle until yesterday. Like the dude, he pulled up. And he slowed down to probably about 10 miles an hour. And then he just rolled off. And I was like, ah! Like, I'm, <laughs> and so, like, I was running in the rain. And I was running, like, all extra Chinese. I was like, ha, 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 First of all, he couldn't even see my black self, like, running in the shadows, like, trying to get there. But the thing is, why I didn't understand the DD struggle is that, like, he didn't even try. Like he didn't even, he did not try. And then he turned auto, he went to the light and turned all the way around. And then I sent him the messages. Why do they even have the messages? Why is that even an option? Because I sent him a message and all my messages went unread. (laughs) Like, why do you have the messages if you're not going to read them? No, he did. He was like, peace. (laughs) He was like, man, Zajian. Make one no, run. but yeah, like, I just, the weather has been crazy, you know, got me out here. 
Ugh. And you know what's up, Nellis? I'm just going to say this. I moved recently, and I live on Jongsu Road, and getting off the metro in the morning, it's like, it, it's no problem for me usually, but in the morning, like, I get on about 7.15, people getting off the metro is a problem. Like, I just step back, like, a whole good, like, a foot from the, the door entrance, or you'll get trampled. And the other day, this young boy was getting off, and his backpack fell when he bent to pick it up. And I was like, oh, no. And I almost, like, reached to help him. But then I was like, no, let me not get involved. Because he was literally almost trampled. And I was just like, people, I, I, I just can't. And then when we're going up to see John Hui, I would just, you know, I'm going to pray for people who don't walk up the left side of the elevator. I really will. Because I just feel like there's a special place in hell for them. And, you know, <laughs> I hope it's not too hot once they get down there. Because I just don't understand. You see everybody else walking by. If you want to stand there for two whole minutes, just move to the side. Why do I have to stand here with you? Because you're blocking my way. And there's no way I can get around you now. Listen. I just can't. I can't do it. I, I can't. Does this include the people that make life decisions right in front of the escalator? Right when when they're getting off the escalator? <laughs> Like, yes, before you and to after. Take your phone as soon as you get to the end part of it. Why? Like, why are you loading up your directions right there? Why are you why? loading your directions right there? Why are you trying to figure figure out what exit you're supposed to take at the front, like right here in front of the escalator? Like, why? Why is that necessary? Or the old people who suddenly go see now as soon as they get up there. <laughs> I'm just like you were walking perfectly, perfectly fine, pushing people your way up the escalator, and now you can't walk. Thank you. <laughs> I just... Girl, you know, one time my best friend, she had this happen in the metro. <laughs> and you know what she did she slid her foot underneath the person's foot in front of her <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie I have tripped a couple people on Metro too. I'm not even gonna lie I've done it I've definitely done it like it's just it's happened I mean listen sometimes this environment and I mean being um, I don't know people I mean Oklahoma is called both it's west it's, it's midwest it's southern it's very much southern culture so, like, I refuse for my southern hospitality to depart from me. <laughs> However, I have poked people with umbrellas. <laughs> I have pushed people off on sidewalks. I have slapped a man in his chest with some salami before. He thought he was going to cut. And I was like, not today. Like, what are you doing? I can't. Like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, sometimes this environment makes you, like, aggressive in I a know. way that, like, it's I would like never do. It's like a dog-eat-dog be- world. It's like... I honestly, like, if I was in L.A. or, like, D.C. or anywhere, like, has, like, a popular metro, like, I feel like if I ever tried to do some of the stuff I did here, I would, someone would straight up, like, square up with me right there. Like, I would not be getting off the metro anytime soon. Right. You can't just be putting your hands on people. But people here just do. Sometimes I, like, walk people. I'm like, okay, (laughs) ma'am. I just put my arm in front of her, like, oh, you're going to move down there. But, you know, actually, it's not that big of a deal. Because, like... They're, it's like you like when you have to physically pick them up and move them. They're like, oh, 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 oh. Like, <laughs> but guess okay. Real talk though, I didn't really understand what I went through because I worked for Disney uh, mm-hmm. at a, as an internship, and so when I was dealing with a certain type of people, when mm-hmm. I was putting them on a ride, I, I would have to physically pick them up and move them and say, okay, you told me there's seven in your party, so now I need to seat you this way so you and your party can sit together. But they would decide in their mind that they wanted to go sit wherever they wanted to sit. And so I would have to go physically pick them up and touch them and move them and put them in places. And then I moved to the country of these people. And then when... And so now that I'm experiencing this, I was like, this is what I went through over Wait, 10 years ago. Really oh, do that. I'm just like, like, oh, okay, all right. 
I can't, but yeah, those are my uncorked. Um, you know, you guys, stay safe in this cold. Get it together. Be direct. Get your lives. Uh, and while you're doing so, I actually have a couple events y'all can check out this next week. Look at me. You know, I actually got some stuff coming up this coming week. Well, kind of this coming week. Y'all, it's already December. Can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's right around the corner. One more week. Is your rent paid. You like got your rent money. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, if y'all, anyone wants to send me some hongbaos, you know, y'all can do that. You know, always accept and just send them to me in the uncorked group, please. You know. But, I, you know, Chinese New Year is coming up. Be friendly. Uh, but next week, we have a Podbabes event coming up on December 5th. Woo-hoo! Next Thursday. It's going to be a really exciting one. A lot of people are signed up. It's money, money, money. So, we're going to be at Mercado on the Bun. So, if you would Ooh, like to join us. Yeah, that sounds nice. Really nice. If you would like to join us, please RSVP with me. I will post the flyer in the Uncorked group. And, yeah, the RSVP with me. And then... Um, you can go ahead and send that deposit of 100 RMB to Michelle Ibarra, and we will get you squared away. So, if you'd like to join us, do all of that, and see you there. And also, I spoke about this uh, way, like, earlier this year, um, but I went to a really great um, vision board party, and they were having a, another event, a dream board dinner for 2020, um, and that's going to be in partnership with Live TV and Sugar High. Um, and I mean, last time the food there was amazing. Oh so, yeah. Nikki's on point. Nikki is just, Woo! Oh, that's finished it. Nikki. Oh my goodness. Um, and yeah, like, uh, Tavani was a great host. So I would definitely suggest checking that out. There's actually two dates you can join December 20th, 2019 and January 12th, 2020. So I'm definitely going to go. I haven't decided which day I'm going to go, but, um, Definitely something you guys should check out. I will also post that flyer in the group so you guys can check it out. And, of course, the I Am Enough, um, I Am Not My Mistake, slash forgiveness for the holidays. Um, that event is going to be next Friday, December 6th. So please check that out. If you would like to meet Charmaine in person, see her in action, you know, go out, go, go, go to that event. You know, I'll be and, there. Uh, yeah, I hope. Off the cuff. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And thank you again so much, Charmaine, for joining me. Thank you. And thank y'all for listening. I hope to see y'all out. You can definitely PM me, join the group. And, you know, hey, let's have some positive impact going on in your life. And I just want you to know that you are enough. Yes. Thank you, Charmaine. Um, And as always, if you have any comments or questions for me about Uncorked, please contact me at uncorked at uncorkedsh at gmail.com and uh, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye!